Good morning, church. How are we all doing? That's a good response. Always a great start. Come on, why don't you look to the person next to you and say, you look like you are the best dressed here today. Yeah. And look to the person on your other side and said, say to them, if it wasn't for you, I would have been the best dressed person here today. Come on. Come on, let's have a bit of fun this morning in church. Come on, let's, as we open up, let's just trust God. Can I ask you to put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you? And it's just not just trust God for a word for us today, but let's trust God for the word for somebody else as well. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that even as we gather here in unity, your word says that unity commands a blessing, Father God. And so we know, Lord, that we never have to question that you're at work. You're always at work. The question is whether we open ourselves up to you and your work in us. And so we ask you, Lord, even as we quieten ourselves down now, we ask you to breathe a new, fresh perspective into our hearts this morning, Father God, so that we may unified, Father God, go out there and live for your kingdom's cause. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, everybody said, amen. You guys can grab your seats uh, this morning. Come, it's really good to be with you. For all of the new people, welcome. My name's Dieter. I'm part of the team here at View Church, and it's really, really rad. Can we use that word? That's like a 90s word, rad, uh, to be here with you. Uh, we're actually in our, our series called Encounter, and so we are actually trusting God even to speak. Uh, we are speaking on giants in the faith that actually had an encounter with God, but it led them to something. You see, encounter is not just about what we receive in the presence of God. It's a what God wants to drive us towards and by using us as an available vessel. And so I pray that as we go through these weeks and it leads up to our fast, far by far fast uh, week towards the last week of July, that we actually just get into that space. Allow God to speak into your hearts. I want to le- leave you with this one question. If you've got your notepads or your phones, quickly grab them out quickly for a second. And I, I want to ask you to do something as you go on this journey of encounter is, is this one thing is what is the one thing you are believing God for in this encounter? Like if there's just whatever the first thing that's come onto your heart, whatever the one thing you believe in God for, and I ask you to pray into that every day, and by the end of this, let's see what God can do, because I have no doubt that He's faithful and He will answer your prayers, but go on a journey to get to know Him intimately, and I believe that God's gonna speak into your lives. Um, the title of the message this morning is to, to listen to learn and to grow. How many people here want to grow? Come on, let's do a wave of hands. That's, I believe that the, everybody here wants to grow in something. And I think the, the key to growing is to first start to listen. And then in the listening, it's to apply what needs to happen and then we can grow through it together. I wanna introduce you to a guy called Dr. Alfred Tomatus. Over half a century ago, Dr. Alfred Tomatis was confronted with a curious case. You see, in his 50 years experience, he had never experienced a case like this. And so he was was an otolaryngologist. I said that wrong, and all the doctors went boo in the house. So it's a fancy word for just saying ears, nose, and throat specialist. Okay? And this, this curious case that he was faced with was an opera singer couldn't sing a chord anymore. And in the time, it was the most famous Italian opera singer of the time, and it was Enrico Crusoe. And he had mysteriously lost his ability to hit a certain note. 
even though the notes were still in his octave range. So Enrico had been to other specialists and they had written it off as just a vocal problem. But Dr. Tomatis thought otherwise. By using a sound frequency device, he decided to measure his voice and he discovered that the opera singer was producing 140 decibels in his range. To put that into context, it's the same sound that a military jet makes when it takes off. He could sing at that range. And Dr. Tomatis came to this conclusion that the opera singer had been deafened by the sound of his own voice. He had made himself deaf and, and because he couldn't hear the note anymore, he could no longer sing that note in his octave range. And so in the words of Dr. Tomatis, he says this, the voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. You see, the Academy of Medicine actually dubbed Dr. Tomatis, they dubbed this, this way of measuring sound and, 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 and voice as the Tomatis effect. And I think that this Tomatis effect has more of a ramification than it does just on opera. I believe it has, it has a, a spiritual Tomatis effect on our lives too. You see, all of us have problems. There's not one of us that are sitting here today, at some point you've had an emotional problem. Not one person sitting here today that has not had a relationship problem. There's not one person sitting here today at some point has not had a spiritual problem. But you see, just like Dr. Tomatis found out, the problem wasn't the problem. It was the symptom. We had to get to the cause of the problem. And so I believe that we sometimes suffer with a spiritual Tomatis effect. Why? Because our ears become deaf to the voice of God sometimes. And it could be caused by your own negative talk that has deafened you to what God is wanting to speak. And I pray in Jesus' name that today he opens up those ears again, that we may hear what he wants to speak into our lives. Sometimes it's the voice of criticism. Sometimes you have been criticized for so long that you can't believe anything else about yourself anymore. Sometimes it's the voice of conformity. The world is speaking louder than the word through your life. Sometimes it's the voice of condemnation. I wanna tell you, we've all got a common enemy. The Bible actually calls him the deceiver of the saints. He, he is um, otherwise been labeled as the father of lies. And I believe the devil speaks into your life every single day and he wants nothing but for you to fail. But it's when we listen to that that we start to become deaf to what God is actually trying to say. And so I wanna to speak today about who is speaking into your life at the moment. You see, if you can't hear his voice, you can't sing his song, and your life is always gonna feel like it's off key. And I know some of us here are probably sitting here and you're in that space. You feel like your life is currently off key. I believe God wants to get you back into tune. I want us to tune in and to listen to the voice of God and say, so here's the problem, here's the prescription to the problem this morning. I believe learning to discern the still small voice of God is the solution to a thousand problems over and over again. And it's the key to discovering your identity. It's the this key to discovering your destiny. It's, you know, His voice it brings joy, it brings wisdom, it brings healing, it brings peace, it brings power, it brings grace, it brings love. 
It brings hope. There is nothing that God's voice cannot do. In the beginning, it actually says in Genesis 1-3 that God said, let there be light, and there was light. And you know that today, galaxies are still being formed on the outer edges of our universe by four words that God uttered, let there be light. If God can utter four words and the universe continues to still create itself, imagine what he could do in your life today. If you allow him to speak into your life. You know the voice that speaks the universe into existence? That's the same voice that parted the Red Sea. That's the same voice that told the sun to stand still in the sky. It's the same voice that makes a lame man walk. It's the same voice that makes a blind man see. It is the same voice that can turn water into wine. And it's the same voice that can resurrect a dead man who's been dead for four years. That is the voice of God. There is nothing God's voice cannot do. It can speak through a flame or a fire and it can speak through a donkey. He can stand up in a storm in the boat in the Sea of Galilee and with three words say, peace, be still. And this calmness of the sea comes. Sometimes we struggle to comprehend this. Why? It's because we don't understand. When I say to you voice, what do you think of? We think of communication. You see, we use our voices for one thing, for communicating. When we don't get our point across, we use our voice even louder. When we wanna speak in love, we use our voices softer. We can use our voices to sing. But I wanna tell you something. Our voices and the capacity of our voices are limited to that because we think our voice is about phonics. God's voice is about physics. You see, God's voice, when spoken, can change things, create things, and move things. You see, God's voice is not just an audible voice. And some of us, if I said to you, have you ever heard the voice of God? I guarantee you, how many hands have heard an audible voice of God? Me neither. But I've heard His voice. You see, because God's voice speaks in the physics. It speaks in the way it changes things as it moves life forward. And so... I wanna give you this one thing this morning is to, to know that God uses His voice for what? Well, He uses His voice to create. He uses His voice to convict. He uses His voice to heal. He uses His voice to reveal. He uses His voice to guide. He uses His voice with grace. And there's one thing that I want you to know for sure, and if you are only taking one point, it's this today. God is speaking. Are you listening? Are you listening? And is God the loudest voice in your, your, your life at the moment? Like what is the loudest voice in your life at the moment? Is it your boss? Is it your problems? Is it your health? Is it your finance? Is it your marriage? Is it your kids? What is the loudest voice in your life? Because if you really wanna get into tune to hear what God wants to say, you need to actually tone down those voices and tune into his voice, which is not a loud voice, it's a still, small voice. And if God's voice isn't the loudest voice in your, your life at the moment, that's probably the problem and the solution, both at the same time. You see, we need to tune into God and his still voice. How many of you agree that learning to speak another language is like hard? How many of you ever learned to speak another language before? Come on, so I, I'm um, learning Afrikaans all over again. 
I grew up in Brackenfell and so could speak Afrikaans as a young kid. And recently we've moved to Malmesbury. Do you know that 90% of Malmesbury speaks Afrikaans? And if you speak English to them, they respond in Afrikaans. And it is not the basic Afrikaans that you can think of. Okay, so it is, it is proper Afrikaans. Do you know that I don't understand it? Like the lawyers, the municipal, when we moved in, I got like this, this letter and I didn't know who it was. It looked like lawyers. I don't even know. I couldn't make it out. I was like I'm trying to Google what this is. Hey, Siri. Siri doesn't know Afrikaans, by the way. Like, I'm like, how do I even figure this out? And then eventually, all I could read was 3,000. So eventually I responded and said, could you respond in English? And I never got the response in English. Until like two months later, they cut my electricity off. Apparently it was my electricity bill. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. And that lady in Malmesbury, it was such a small town, she even knew our name. She's like, oh, you, Mr. Schroeder, you don't pay your electricity bill. I was like, I didn't know. She says, I sent you so many mails. I was like, I didn't know Afrikaans that well. But who agrees that sometimes when you have to speak a language, when you're getting into a space where you have to learn a language again, it's not the easiest thing. It takes time to actually learn this. But I'm going on the journey to speak Afrikaans. In Jesus' name, I'll be fluent by the end of the year. It's not easy to learn a new language and it's gonna take time, but this is what it's also gonna take. It's gonna take a relationship. You see, when my wife is hangry, (laughs) she doesn't have to tell me. I can pick up that language already. I'm like, oh my, how many hangry people here? Oh my, I think that so many wars have been caused just because people haven't eaten. I'm like, but my wife, because we've been together for 18 years, I can pick up when she's angry. I can pick up when she's sad. She doesn't even have to say it. Why? Because in language, there's a relationship. When you take time to build a relationship. And I believe that as we go on this journey with God, I wanna encourage you to encounter God is to take time and relationship. That's what God wants from you and for you and with you, is a relationship with you. It's time with you. You know, prayer is not just talking to God and giving Him our agenda to pray, but prayer is actually getting into the presence of God so that you can get back onto His agenda for what He has in store for your life. And it's all about listening. You see, listening to God is far more, listen to this, listening to God is far more important than talking to God. Because when you learn to listen to God, it's not about just monologue, it becomes dialogue. And so listening to God is very important. And it's something that we don't get right in our society today. We don't listen to people. But I'll encourage you, if you wanna listen to one person, listen to God through his word. As you read your word, as you wake up in the morning and you read his word and you pray, God, will you reveal something to me? And you actually study his word, not just read it and what do you call it? Flip and chip turn the pages and put your finger down. That's the scripture I'm reading today. But like, go on a journey to actually learn and grow with the word of God. Ah, oh, I thought that was one of my prayer cards. It's not. Oops. Okay, so I want to point this point out is, uh, here's the thing I want you to get. Okay, it's this one thought. It's gonna be up on the board. I need to hear what God has to say more than God needs to hear what I have to say. I need to hear what God has to say more 
than what I, I, what, sorry, I need to hear what God has to say to me rather than what I have to say to him. There's a couple of things I wanna just, two points. I'm gonna get into the scripture, uh, the, 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 the two characters I'm gonna speak about now and we will get into scripture, but up front, I'm gonna give you my two points so that you can write them down and you can just, you can memorize them. But these are two points just before we get that that sets this up is if you're not willing to listen to everything, emphasis on everything God has to say, eventually you won't hear anything he has to say. If you, want to hear his con, if you want to hear his comforting voice, you need to prepare to hear his convicting voice at the same time. You see, sometimes God speaks to us and we are too scared to listen or to ask him for things because we think he's gonna smite us. And if you really believe that, I wanna ask you and encourage you to get to know God's heart. The Bible actually says this. It says in 1 John 4, 16, it says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and, who, and God in them. If it's not loving, it's not God. If somebody, even if it's a Christian brother coming to you and they're giving you this whole thing of things that you need to do to improve, if it doesn't bring love, it doesn't bring, it's not God in it. You see, if it's not loving, it's not God. But at the same time, I wanna let you know, God, sometimes love can have tough conversations. Sometimes we need to hear those tough conversations that God wants to speak into our lives. What I wanted to hear the least is sometimes what I needed to hear the most. I've got brothers and friends in this church that come to me and they, they hold me accountable for stuff and I love it because sometimes I don't always like hearing that stuff, but sometimes it's what I need to hear. The second point is we live in a culture where everybody wants to be heard but has so little to say. You know why? because I think we don't do enough listening, especially listening to God. If you want people to listen to you, listen to this. If you want people to listen to you, listen to God, because if you listen to God, you've got something worth listening to. But too many of us are not focused on God and we're running all over the place because we actually don't listen to each other. We all got nothing to say at the same time. And so I wanna give you the scripture of these, these guys that went on a journey to listen, to learn and to grow. And so one of them in the Bible is Elijah. Any of you know Elijah? Um, so in the Northern uh, Kingdom of Israel, King Ahab was in charge and he married against God's instruction, a pagan woman who worshiped, she wasn't just a pagan woman, she was like a witch that worshiped Baal. And saying God's kingdom, she's trying to get everybody to worship this pagan God. And so God was not pleased with it. And he sends Elijah to go and speak to Ahab. And then he says, Ahab, you need to change. And Ahab goes, well, I'm not going to. And so God says, just tell him I'm sending a drought. And so God sends a drought on the land. And then he, in the drought, he protects Elijah. He says, listen, you're gonna go and live at this brook, this little stream, and I'm gonna feed you through ravens. Imagine you guys, I mean, we have um, 60, what's it? Checker 6060. Imagine getting that from a raven. Hey, I'm hungry, I need to get something. Raven brings it to you. You know what's so significant about the raven? If you actually look at the Jewish traditions in Leviticus, it was an unclean animal. But God used that moment to still feed him. 
He thought it would be wrong. No, he used that to feed him. So Elijah comes back and he challenges the prophets of Baal. He gets up and says, because they're saying their God is the real God. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm gonna show you who the real God is. And so they chant and they try and get this fire to light. And all of a sudden, Elijah prays and God rains down fire on a massively damp and wet altar. All of a sudden, God is glorified in that moment. And then he kills the prophets of Baal. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon him. And then he says, Elijah, look, there's a cloud the size of a man's hand. I'm about to bring the rain. And as God did that, the rain, was coming and he said to Elijah run because that storm is going to be the most ferocious storm and so what did it says the Lord the Holy Spirit came on Elijah he lifted up his cloth and he ran the distance of a marathon trail ran a distance of a marathon that he outbeat the chariots the same Holy Spirit that inspired him to run was the same spirit that he used that power to run away from God you see Elijah, Jezebel wanted to kill him and he thought, oh, what's the point? My expectation was I'm gonna do this and God, everyone's gonna get saved, but nobody's saved. And Elijah becomes depressed. God finds him under a broom tree in a desert and says to him, he touches him in comfort. He feeds him in his physical form and then he refreshes him with a word and says, Elijah, go. It's not done yet. What does Elijah do? He goes and hides in a cave. And that's where the Scripture meets us this morning. He's hiding in a cave, not going where God's called him. And it says, The Lord said to him, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass. Then a great powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper a gentle whisper the NASB translation actually calls it a gentle blowing (laughs) and the King James Version my favourite calls it the still small voice God wasn't in those outward things He was in the still small voice and the definition of a whisper is speaking using one's breath it's breathing. You know, in Genesis chapter 2, 7, it says that God took the clay and He moulded Adam. And then what did He do with it to bring life into it? He breathed into it. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all Scripture has been God breathed. It's inspired by the very breath of God, the breath of life. And it's, it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. You see, when God speaks, He wants to get closer to us. But we're listening to all the other stuff in the world. You're listening to culture, the earthquakes, the chaos. Are we stopping to listen to God's gentle whisper? Why does God want to have a gentle whisper with you? Well, think about whispering. When I whisper to you, you can't hear any hear what I'm saying. So what do you do when somebody whispers? You get closer to them. See, God wants you closer. God wants to whisper. He needs you in an intimacy. Not only does God want to get you closer so that you can hear His voice, God wants to get you closer so that you can hear His heart. His heart for you, His love for you. The same God that is powerful wants to speak into your life. You know, when my kids, I drop them off at school, I'm like, they're 12 now. So it's like, they're cool cats. Hey, come say goodbye. No, no, they're dead. Like, I'm like, Wait, I just got to tell you a secret. So that's fine. Tell you a secret. They go, yeah, okay. They get close. And then I lick them in the ear. 
And they're like, ah! Well, sometimes I just hug them. But I get, to, I want to be intimate with them so that they don't just hear my voice, that they can feel my heart for them. God wants you close enough so that you can feel His heart for you. And on this encounter, I really pray that you get close to hear His heart because He has the breath of life. There's one thought and one challenge I wanna leave you with before we get into some worship now quickly again, is this thought. Tradition, actually Jewish tradition tells us that the name Yahweh, God's name, was too sacred to be pronounced. It was so holy, you couldn't even utter the word Yahweh. But there's something else in a Jewish tradition, and I'm gonna read it as I've, I've taken it from my study Bible. It says, it has been said that the Jewish sage associated the covenant name of God Yahweh with breathing. And the idea is that the name itself, when pronounced, is the sound of breathing. With two syllables on the name corresponds with the intake and the outtake. In this way, the theory goes that our breath evokes the very name of God. A natural voice, inhalation says, Thus with the breath we take, we speak the Name of God. On one hand, His Name is too sacred to be pronounced. And on the other hand, with our very breath, we call out and give glory to His Name with our very breath. I love it. They said that average person breathes 23,000 times a day, 750 million times in your lifetime. How many of those breaths have you used to glorify God? Because every breath, brings glory and you can use your breath you can use your voice to glorify God every single day by just breathing and you can start now with every breath you take allow God to breathe into you and you glorify God with your very breath and this is the challenge I want to leave you with today Bible tells us about the story of this lady called Hannah she couldn't have a baby and she was barren and so she cries out to God God if you would give me a son I would give him to you The son gets born and she gives him to the church and he grows up in the church under the leadership of Eli. 1 Samuel 3.3 says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. God didn't speak a lot. Said there there were not many visions. But somehow God calls out this young boy's name in the middle of the night twice. Samuel, Samuel. And he wakes up thinking, that's weird. How many of you would wake up if you heard your name cried out twice in the morning? You're like, who's that? So clear that it sounds like somebody talking. So what does he naturally do? He goes to the next room and says to Eli, yes, what is it? Eli says, I didn't call you. And so he goes and he falls asleep. Samuel, Samuel, are you listening? Who's that? He goes to Eli and says, yes, I'm here, what? He does that for the third time. And on the third time, Eli realizes and says to him that I want us to take away with us today. He gives him this challenge to respond when God's speaking in your life. He says, Eli, in Scripture, it's 1 Samuel 3, 9. It says, Eli, the next time you hear the voice cry out your name twice, you respond, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. 
seven powerful words that can change your life. When you glorify God with your breath and you just get into a position that actually goes, speak Lord, your servant is listening. Can we stand? One challenge. The thought is that you were created to use your very breath to bring glory to God. And in that speaking and listening to God, it brings us closer to Him, but it also creates relationship with Him. Let His voice be the loudest voice in your life. The challenge is your part. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Maybe you need to hear that this morning. Maybe you've been waiting for God to speak. Allow Him to speak into your life as you go on this journey to encounter and get into His presence so that you may be drawn to what He wants to do. A gentle whisper. If you're here this morning and you just feel that maybe you haven't used, you've wasted a lot of breaths that should have been used to glorify God, I want to let you know it doesn't matter because you've still got a lot of breath in you. You've still got more time. You could do it now. Today you could worship God. The very practical thing is just use your very breath to breathe and glorify God. And if you want a relationship with Jesus and maybe you've stepped and maybe whatever life's happened and you feel like you just want to come back to God this morning and recommit. Maybe you haven't got a relationship with God at all and maybe you just want to get into His presence. It starts by opening up your heart and believing in Him. And in that moment, He comes into your heart and transforms you. So if you are here this morning and you want to just recommit, I'm not going to ask you to do anything religious. I'm going to ask you just to give us a wave. And this wave with every head bowed and every eye closed is not a wave for anybody else in this room to recognize. It's between you and God. And you just say, God, see me. I want to come home to you, God. Speak into my life, Father God. I, I want to turn down the noise of the world and tune in to your loving voice for my life. If you want to choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, I want to give you that opportunity to do the exact same thing. For one, God so loved the world that He gave His only beloved Son and all we have to do is believe in Him. And today you may be taking that step just to open your heart to believe. And if that is you and you're welcoming in, I just want to, I really want to just celebrate with you right now as you do that. Because it says that a billion angels celebrate with us just for one who comes in. And so if that is you this morning, I'm going to ask you to quickly just give us a, a, a quick wave on the count of three. And it's between you and God. One, two, three. You can just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Church, maybe we could pray together. Lord God, I recognize, God, that I live with sin in my heart. But I know that you died to save me from that. I don't want to live that life no more, God. I want to invite you into my heart. I recognize I'm a sinner and I want to turn my ways and glorify you. Jesus, will you come into my heart this morning? Will you transform me from the inside out? And I wanna serve you for the remainder of my days. And if you said that prayer, come on, let's just let out a praise in amen, in agreement with each other. Let's glorify.